Welcome back on to the Backstretch. I'm WCYB's Heather Williams, and I guess we'll start with Sonoma last week. Love the winner. Love to see new faces in victory lane. Love to see Daniel Suarez after all he's given to the sport, after all the roller coasters ups and downs that he's gone through the sport. After all it means to have different faces of color in victory lane, it's great to see Daniel Suarez win a race. But other than that, you could take Sonoma and and have it. It was not a good race, which is really disappointing because I talked about last week on the podcast how much I love Sonoma. It's probably my favorite road course, but last week's race was was not that good. It was not that interesting. There wasn't a lot of strategy going on. There weren't two stops versus three stops, and there wasn't a lot of rooting people out of the way. I don't know if it was just one of those races or if it was a product of the next-gen car, but... Uh, I'm going to put Sonoma down towards the bottom with Martinsville of races and definitely next to Martinsville's biggest disappointment of this season when it comes to races. So I don't know. NASCAR, I know, is going to tweak with the next gen car on the short tracks. Maybe they should look at tweaking at tweaking them on the road courses as well. I guess we probably need to run at least one more road course before we decide that it's awful because uh, road or uh, circuit of the Americas rather wasn't that bad. So I don't know guess we'll see. I guess we found out that Trackhouse is pretty good on the road courses since they've won both of those this year. It's the off week, so we're going to mix things up a little bit. We'll, of course, have Chris coming up here in just a second. We're also going to talk to a straight liner, Ron Caps. He's a uh, NHRA funny car champion. He won last year, so he's defending champion. So we'll catch up with Ron. They're here in Bristol, so helps having some access to those guys. And it's NASCAR off weekend, so I figured, why not? Let's, let's do something a little bit different. So, all right, you ready? Let's roll. We are joined, as always, by our crew chief, Chris Carrier, who also happens to be the crew chief for the number 75 food country truck in the Camping World Truck Series. Chris, a first-time winner in the Cup Series, and it was a popular one. What does the win by Daniel Suarez mean for this sport? Uh, a lot, I think. A, a ton. As, as you said, this was a very popular win. Uh, it was a very popular win, as far as I could tell, in the garage area. Other drivers, team members people that 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 I know that have worked with Daniel before have told me how good a guy he is and uh, he's just very real very down-to-earth uh, appreciative for what he's got I even I even ran into him uh, Saturday morning um, in the garage area in the Camping World Truck Series garage area and talked to him his girlfriend's Julia Paquet who her brother used to drive for a truck I worked on back a few years ago, but just they're just just really cool people. Talked to Daniel a lot, and he kind of like I said, man, you're going to get a win pretty soon. I talked about our show, and he said, yes, I know, and I'm glad for your support. And I said, we Heather and I have talked a lot about you know you're the next one. He said, well, I think it might be Sunday, and I think he kind of he kind of predicted himself. So uh, very happy time. This guy's has been around. I think he's established now. He's been in a couple of couple of deals that didn't really work all that great for him. But he's, he, I think he said it Sunday on the post-race interview. He said, I'm with people that believe in me. They bought into me. And, of course, their team, they've won a couple races already with, uh, with Ross Chastain. Uh, they have done a magnificent job. Uh, I think it's great for the sport. And, and I, don't, I don't care what nationality is or whatever, that part. It's great for him as a human being. And, but it's also it's good for international and, and uh, relations with NASCAR and the future. 
uh, I think it's a very good day, very good weekend. I also love it when a guy can call his own shot. All right. yeah. Other than the win for the 99, it was a pretty boring race. As we reach, reach the halfway point in the season, how would you grade the next-gen car? I, I still think the next-gen cars are doing fine. I think that, in my own opinion, I think, you know, I wish it would have come maybe a year later, a season later. I think it would have given some preparation time to fixing some of the woes that we're seeing right now from week to week, from time to time. Uh, I think this was still a good track for the next-gen cars. It just didn't seem like the racing played out as near as well as it did at COTA, you know, the road course. I, 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 I was a little disappointed myself that the racing the, wasn't any better. Doesn't seem like it was enough side-by-side -side passing. But, um, you know, still had some issues with uh, loose wheels, trying to get wheels, tires changed during the, during the pit stop. So um, a little bit disappointing there. But, uh, again, they had a good crowd. And uh, uh, I think uh, this is going to be a popular week for NASCAR. I think they've got some work to do with the next-gen cars, and they're trying. It's just hard to, <laughs> no pun intended, but reinvent the wheel right in the middle of the season. <laughs> well, we have Kevin Harvick, Tyler Reddick, Austin Dillon and Eric Jones, those are the first drivers out of the playoffs. Christopher Bell and Eric Amarola are the last two in. Which drivers get in the playoffs and with 12 winners already, could a winner be left out? I think there might be another winner uh, uh, bef before too long. I, I just think there's too many good drivers and good teams, good cars out there that haven't got a trophy yet. And I, I think they're going to, there's, there's going to be another one or two before it's over with. Um, I, you know, Kevin Harvick looked like he had a, a chance Sunday to be a player for the win and a problem in the pits, getting a wheel on and off or whatever, you know, took him out of contention late in the race. Uh, I st I'm still not counting him out. And the guys that he's racing against, that little group right there at the bottom of the cutoff point, um, none of those guys are having stellar years. So uh, I, th I think there's still still some time here for some maybe surprises to happen and some some guys to slip in there, you know, to get a win and punch their ticket. So we'll see. This is pretty competitive racing now. I, you know, the the the, the big gap between the haves and have-nots or the know-everythings and know-nothings, however you want to say it, that gap is going like this, and everybody's noticing it, and I think it's maybe going to get a little narrower. Well, I was also going to mention, we had those list of guys that were competing, but you look at guys that aren't on that list, both Chris Buescher and Michael McDowell have looked really good lately. One of those guys could jump up and steal one of those spots. Well, Michael McDowell ran well yesterday, and he's a good speedway racer. But, you know, he's been running at all, good at all the tracks. It's not just specifically places where he's really good at or got a good history. And, you know, Heather, you look back, Daniel Suarez is not a road course ringer. I mean, he just comes in. I, they've got good cars, the, the equipment between team to team, the back to the front, is now getting more and more equal. I don't know how long it'll stay like that, but right now it's getting more and more, and people are learning, people are trying stuff that's working. They're finding stuff that their particular driver likes and responds to, and, you know, it's just like Suarez told me. He said, I said, how do you like the next-gen car? He said, I like anything that's fast. He said, my cars are fast. He said, I love it. So I think that's the attitude with a lot of teams and drivers right now. So I think you'll see more. I th it's a good thing, I think. This week in Sonoma, they announced that the 
clash is returning to the Coliseum. What do you think of bringing that back to California for a second straight year? Well, they had great results with it, uh, Heather. They, they got what they wanted. They wanted, they had a, a great crowd there. They had a, a TV following and so on and so forth. They really had a really good race too. Uh, everybody bought into it. The drivers bought into it. You put them out there on a bull ring and all of a sudden they all come bulls. So, <laughs> you know, they're gonna bam into one another. So I, th I think Ben Kennedy just, he realized that, you know, hey, we got a pretty good thing right here. Let's don't, uh, let's make the best out of it while we can. You know, eventually that might not be where they wanna go and they'll bring it back somewhere else, you know, maybe closer to us. But um, I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that they did that. So uh, this week is an off week for NASCAR, yes. uh, the only off week. <laughs> Are yeah. we trying to create too many races into a season? Yes, I, I've said that for a while. I lived the NASCAR Cup Series for a while and this was, you know, my last year was, Oh man, a dozen years ago or so, and even then it was like, holy moly, where, where, where am I going to live a life, you know, instead outside of racing? And th these guys are, these these guys, these crews, uh, the guys that work on the cars, the road crews, and everything, they're they're uh, they're running on empty tanks right now, so they're glad to see uh, an off weekend. So. I'm not sure what the answer is, Heather, but I think the, the owners, the, the teams, I think even the drivers would vote uh, pretty much 100% that, hey, we, we need to shorten this season a little bit. We need to take some, we need to take some race dates out of here and, and try to be a little more selective and uh, have some time so those guys can live, guys and gals can live you know, a normal life away from racing. Since NASCAR had the weekend off, I thought it might be fun to share a conversation I had with one of the NHRA drag racers who are in Bristol this weekend for Thunder Valley Nationals. A lot of the NASCAR drivers talk about how Bristol is one of their favorite tracks, and a lot of NHRA drivers feel the same way about the Bristol Dragway. So here's one of the best in Bristol, two-time Funny Car World Champion Ron Caps. What is it about this place? I mean, obviously, you're so good here at Thunder Valley. I don't know. Uh, I just call it the Bristol Mojo. I, I, I land and get into town here, and every year I just feel like it's home. You know, the, the town just accepts you go into a restaurant, you go into a bar, you go into a grocery store, and the fans just love everything about us coming to town. And for me, I've won the race with different sponsors, different crew chiefs, and, uh, and I've still had great success here. So it's just... Uh, I think, I think with it being on Father's Day weekend and sometimes looking out there and seeing these, you might have a grandfather, a son, and a grandson, and it's pretty cool to have them pick our sport to come and hang out with on a Father's Day, and I, I think all of that together uh, just makes me feel like uh, I'm at home. After a year of not being here and then a year not running on Father's Day, how special is it going to be to be back on your, you know, correct days, it seems like? My fondest memories are taking the trophy from here and flying back to California and taking and handing my dad the trophy because he's an avid, you know, he's, he's at home watching. And so when you win on Father's Day and you're able to give your father that big gold Wally, it um, doesn't get any better than that, especially when he's a fan. So, last call. So, um, oh. they're so temperamental. So, all the success and all the things you've accomplished in your career and you decide you know what i'm going to be an owner now i'm going to start over are you crazy or what made you just 
I, I think like a, lot, like a lot of people watching right now, the pandemic really changed a lot of people's lives. And it, and it made me step back, even though I was a paid driver, the best job in the world, I think it made me look at life differently. And for me, this is like the American dream. You gotta remember, Napa stores, aren't, they're not franchisers, they're people that, in your neighborhood that own them. So I'm around these people and I just felt like, this is my chance to live the American dream and be an owner of a business. And so to, to do it in the sport that I've done most of my adult life in, uh, the best part has been the fans at every stop this year so far. I, I have, you know, hundreds of them daily come up and say, we're so happy and excited for you in this new venture as a team owner. Uh, it really, it's emotional sometimes. It really makes you think these people really care about you doing well at something. So it's been fun every race. I can't wait to get to Bristol because, you know, I, I feel like the fan base is so rabid. It's so, such a good fan base that um, I'm looking forward to that part of it. Your old boss, Don Verdun, was going up there yeah. at, at this. I mean, I was excited just as a fan to see his name because he's a legend. As someone who knew him and drive for him, I mean, what does that mean to you? Still, I, I, I talk to him weekly, and it's crazy. Um, yeah, he means the world to me. He, he was like a second father when I drove, and it still is. I mean, he taught me some things, not even race car driving, just shoes to wear and outfits and what you pick to go to a press event and just weird things that uh, you never think about that I've learned and I still do it to this day. Um, I, can, I can tell you there's a gleam in his eye every story I've heard him tell about racing here. So it's fitting that he's being inducted here, and especially on Father's Day weekend. I can tell you right now it's going to mean a lot to him. So I can't wait to see and watch you interview him because um, I know it's going to mean the world that the fact he's going up with some of the names that are up on the scoreboard, and um, it's only fitting. So NASCAR's at its one and only off week and thought this halfway point in the season would be a good time to kind of evaluate what we've seen so far this year. Obviously, the big story is Trackhouse racing three wins, two for Ralph Chastain, of course, last week for Daniel Suarez. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I think it's a little bit unfair to put Trackhouse up there with other brand new teams because with the acquisition of Chip Ganassi Racing in the offseason, all their equipment and their people and that kind of stuff, they're really not a brand new team now. Justin Marks, Pitbull, Ty Norris, they have taken Trackhouse Racing where Chip Ganassi Racing hadn't really been since the 2000s, early 2000s, but it is an existing team. They did have infrastructure and those kinds of things in place, so it's unfair to compare them with Brand new teams, but what they're doing is still super important. So that's a huge headline this year. I also think it's interesting that while all of the Hendrick Motorsports drivers have wins and, you know, they're running up there, they're not the dominant juggernaut they've seen to be the last couple of years. I mean, back-to-back championships they've won, and I know it looks like every week, week in and week out, they were the guys to beat, especially last year with Kyle Larson just being on an absolute tear. But William Byron is actually the only driver at Hendrick that has two wins this year. The others have looked okay in their wins, but really they haven't been lighting um, the woods on fire or the world on fire, however you want to say that. And so I think that it's really interesting to see if they can kind of get some of their mojo back in the offs in the break time. The same holds true for Joe Gibbs Racing. You know, they weren't as dominant last year, but they really have been very quiet this year. Christopher Bell is kind of having a quietly consistent year. So is Martin Truex Jr. Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch have not been that great outside of their wins, and they do both have wins, but they're not up there challenging every week like they have been in the past. So maybe the next-gen car is doing exactly what it needs to do and and evening out the playing field. 
On the other side of the spectrum has been 2311 Racing. Kurt Busch does have a win, but other than that, he's kind of in the same boat as Kyle and Denny in the fact that, that he hasn't been up there banging on the door every week. He doesn't seem like he's a real legitimate championship player. And then I don't know what's going on with Bubba Wallace, but man, I don't know that it's possible to have worse luck than the 23 has had. They've had pit road violations and tires getting loose and blown engines and too many guys over the wall and a lot of the things that have gone wrong aren't really Bubba's fault, but there he is just taking it on the chin week in and week out. So I hope that Denny and Michael and all the folks over there, Mike Wheeler at 2311 can figure out what in the world's going on with their two teams and get them pointed in the right direction. Because same way I talked about track house racing, the importance of Daniel Suarez and that organization bringing new faces into victory lane and being competitive to bring in new fans. I think it's also imperative for 2311 to have that same success and find that same success. Now, like I said, with track house, 2311 is a brand new team. They have some support from Joe Gibbs racing, but it's not like they're taking over the infrastructure of a totally complete team. They are building from the ground up. So it is a little bit more difficult for them, but I feel like as we're heading through the midpoint of year two, they should probably be a little bit further along. So I know I know it's on Denny's radar. You can see it in his face. You can see it in the way he drives when he sees something happen to Bubba in front of him. I feel like he's going to get it fixed. I feel like they're going to turn things around. I don't know if it's going to be soon enough to, to change the current makeup of the 23 team. I like most of the people on that team, so I hope so. Next week, after the off week, we come back to my state. Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm looking forward. It'll be my first track trip back to the big track since they were running the Xfinity series there uh, in the mid 2000s. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what they've turned that into and how much NASCAR is embraced by the people of Nashville. Get to see that in person next week. So I'm excited. So we will see you next week with a preview of Nashville. Thanks for joining us on the backstretch. <laughs>